The True Crime Click is a podcast intended for mature audiences only. Topics commonly discussed include violence, assault, and murder. Listener's discretion is advised. The views expressed in the following episode do not necessarily reflect the views of the True Crime Click podcast. As always, all accused are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Hey guys, I'm Hannah. And I'm Allie. And together we are the True Crime Click. Uh, We released yesterday. We launched yesterday on March the 31st. Um, And if you haven't heard our first episode, feel free to go over to our channel and listen to that. It's about Leela Faulkner, a missing girl from Troy. Um, Since it was so well received, we decided to release a bonus episode. Woohoo! Thanks guys for all the, the support. For sure, for sure. So I guess we can just go ahead and get into it. Um, So for our bonus episode, we decided to cover the tragedy of the Chansey family. So this story starts in Lubbock, Texas on October the 14th of 1974 when Earl James Chansey, who went by EJ, was born to a young single mother, Marty Chansey, who was 14 years old. Woof. Right. Um, EJ never met his father. Um, Not much is known about EJ's early childhood, and what is known is that he was exposed to a lot of his mother's boyfriends. Um, Some of them weren't that great. Um, Most of them were alcoholics, and more than a few of them were both physically and verbally abusive to EJ and Marty. According to his teachers, EJ was often considered a bully. He didn't do well at school at all and repeated both the first and the second grade, making him significantly larger than his classmates. In 1989, EJ was in the eighth grade and he was expelled for fighting. It was at this point that EJ began working at a mechanic shop with his mother's boyfriend at the time. At 14? At 14 years old. Okay. Yeah. 14's a a significant age for this family. Seriously. Like, what's (laughs) going on here? What's happening, dude? EJ began working at the mechanic shop with his mother's boyfriend at the time, and then he was fired shortly after for assaulting the same boyfriend, like his mom's boyfriend, um, with a tire iron after a poker game. He probably deserved it, but it's okay. Dude nearly killed him. Oh, maybe not. 14-year-old kid nearly killed him with a tire iron. So it was at this time that he started drinking. At 14 years old, started drinking like super, super heavy, making it nearly impossible for him to keep a job. Um, He was constantly being fired for either coming to work drunk or stealing or fighting. And the alcohol abuse would continue for at least the next decade. In 1999, EJ met a young woman named Wanda Lind, and he was immediately attracted. She was 18 years old. We're doing a little math here. He's 24. She's 18. He had just, or she had just graduated high school in the spring of that year, and she was literally beautiful. Like, seriously. She was stunningly pretty. Allie, I'm about to send you a picture. Oh. Yeah. Blonde. <laughs> Blonde. Beautiful. I mean, like, very 90s-esque. Yes. Like, late 90s. Silk black dress. Thin-ass eyebrows. I mean, just like. <laughs> Gone none Left. microscopic <laughs> but it was you know it was the the trick of the trade if you will <laughs> in the 90s so 
Um, We're still trying to get them to grow back. I'm saying, my eyebrows have PTSD. (laughs) (laughs) They're hiding. They're hiding. So she was beautiful, smart, funny, and she grew up participating in the 4-H club and the FFA, Mm -hmm. um, both super popular in rural Texas. Wanda introduced EJ to her parents, Donald and Janet, to say they were horrified would be an understatement. Okay. The Lynns were very affluent in Lubbock. They owned a large cattle ranch and were active in their local church. And Janet was the PTA president nearly Wanda's entire childhood. So she was very active. You know, she was one of those moms. You know what I mean? So in 1999, EJ was not what the Lynns pictured as the perfect man for their daughter. Um, EJ was 24, like we mentioned earlier, and had been fired from nearly every mechanic shop and factory in the Lubbock area. Um, he was surviving on unemployment and the last of his mother's life insurance that he received shortly after she passed in 1998. Um, I couldn't find out how she died, whether it was like from the alcohol abuse or like from something else, but she was fairly young. Physical abuse. <laughs> I mean, she was like in her late 30s, so oh I don't know. I don't know. He was also a full-scale alcoholic at this point. Okay. Every, every day to function, that's it. Um, and despite this, and fully against her parents' wishes, Wanda fell head over heels in love with this dude. And on August the 31st, 1999, the two were married at the courthouse there in love. I guess Wanda just saw the best in everyone. Mm. Like someone else I know. Stop it. Oof. <laughs> Oof. She's looking and at me. <laughs> coming for you. Coming in hot. I'm the cynic. I am not. Yeah, at least the opposite. I am an optimist to the fullest. Yeah, I'm I'm a pessimist, so it means I'm right eventually. (laughs) True. So she saw the best in everyone. And in EJ, she saw someone who was strong and compassionate that just had been through a lot. Mm -hmm. And she thought that he just needed someone to love him. Mm -hmm. And that would solve all of his... Uh, issues. Dun dun dun. So, it's where it the, goes beginning downhill, of, guys. the beginning of <laughs> the beginning every tragedy. of the end. So, and she continued to think that even after the abuse started. Um, just two weeks after they got married, Wanda was cooking dinner when EJ came home just hammered, stumbling all over the place. And he was furious. Why? We have no idea. He was Why? just mad. Just, just angry. I just, just drunk angry i can't think of an of an instance where i've been that way but i've definitely been around people that have been just like i don't get angry drunk i i cry but oof yeah so i have been around angry drunks they're not fun no scary and just like raging drunks Mm -hmm. and that's that's where through you and you're like oh no right they they can't even see you anymore Mm -hmm. yeah so he sat down to eat dinner and she sat his plate down in front of him and he immediately just flung the plate at her and the food went all over her the plate broke on the wall behind her and he just got up screaming just nonsense stormed out and left extra i mean just drama queen zero stars all day every day and obviously wanda was like uh what the entire hell just happened here <laughs> like what was this i just completely blown away my that, china that 
I'm sure that I'm sure that's what she was thinking. You know, I'm sure that it crossed her mind. It flew across her noggin once or twice. <laughs> um, but she was just completely blown away that her sweet husband would act like that. I mean, she she talked about him to her family about how smart he was and how funny he was, and he was just like witty, and he just happened to drink sometimes. You know what I mean? That's how she described it before this. So whenever he came home the next morning. I'm sorry. Where have you been? Yeah. You know? Hannah will hunt you down. Dude. Just so you know. Don't be hiding from me. Kevin. <laughs> you better come home, boy. Don't, don't, don't be hiding from me. I know people you don't even know I know. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's the first thing I thought when I saw that. It's like, oh, he came in the next morning and they talked. It's like, whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> we wouldn't be talking. <laughs> If you showed up the next morning. Rewind. You've been gone for 12, 14 hours. Uh, Where the hell have you been? (laughs) He comes home the next morning and they sit down just hand in hand and he apologizes for losing his temper. Mm. What about the 14 hours you were missing, homie? Right. We we ignore that. What happened there? We ignore that. We pretend that it did not happen, apparently. Mm. Um, And of course, he swears that it will, he'll never get that drunk again. And that the entire thing happened because he was drinking and Wanda believed him. Um, She really had no reason not to. This was the first time that he ever, you know, lost his temper before. She had never seen him that way, like we said before. I mean, it just blew her away that he acted that way. And she believed him until he got drunk again four days later and did the same thing. Mm. Stormed out, left, came back the next morning, apologized. Says it never happened. It will never happen again. Blah 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 blah. Who blah, was it, Maya Angelou, that said, um, "When someone tells you who they are, believe them." Oof. Believe. Albert Einstein. Believe them. The definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Got him. Put that in the Bible. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, but this continued. This cycle continued over for the next two months. Um, yeah, dude, this dude sucks. Yeah. Zero stars. No stars for this Actually, dude. you know what? Negative stars. I'm gonna go negative. Yeah. None. N- uh-uh. Nope. None. Also, it's just, I feel like this is a good point to mention. It's, uh, it's way easier said than done to leave an abusive relationship, especially when they're not being physically abusive. You know what I'm saying? Like when when the abuser yeah. is not being physically abusive. I have definitely been in that relationship. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We don't victim blame here. Nope. You can't see the forest for the trees sometimes. So it was in October of 1999 that things, however, changed. Um, so Wanda and EJ had plans to go out to dinner with Wanda's parents, and EJ had made it very clear from the jump that he didn't want to go. And so that morning, he just said, you know what, I'm leaving. And, and he left their house at like 10 a.m. Once he finally returned, Wanda was ready to go. Like, she was ready to leave. And she was super dressed up. And her parents had planned this dinner. Looking fire. I mean, obviously. I mean. Thin eyebrows and all. Yeah. You know. Work hair it, to Wanda. the gods. Work. <laughs> We're ready. Ready to go. Okay. Aquanet and all. Just. Oh. Man. Don't strike a match on her. The higher the hair, the closer to heaven. Isn't that what they say? Yeah, closer to Jesus. Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. And it is Texas. Everything's bigger there, you know? Mm. (laughs) Big hair. Oof. (laughs) Oof. 
I can just see it, you know, just a mental picture. I can smell it. Ain't it ain't going. I it can ain't... smell it. Dude, Shoo, all that I, hairspray. I felt a need to cough then. <laughs> you know, I felt it. Just like, but I digress. Okay. <laughs> I digress. Um, so she's ready to go. They're going to this super nice restaurant. Um, her parents, this this dinner was intended to be like an olive branch. They wanted to give EJ another chance. You know, and he married their daughter. He's just trying, they're trying to bridge the gap, so to okay. speak. Um, and EJ comes home about 530. So he's been gone all day long. Oh, I thought you meant in the morning. I was like, hot dog. Oh, no, <laughs> no. He leaves at 10 a.m., comes back at 530, hammered. Again, plastered, drunk. True to form. Okay. And so whenever he came in, you know, Wanda was like, look, he didn't want to go anyway. So she's like, look, babe, I know you didn't want to go. So you just stay here. I'll go with my parents and I'll bring you something back. You know, like something along those lines. Go to. Better than me. Go go to Crystal. I don't care what you do. Right. I mean, she was trying to be very diplomatic. So. Good for her. Good for you, sis. You're better than me. Okay. Um, but she, she's like, you know, I'll go, you stay here, sleep it off, do whatever you gotta do. I'll bring you some food back. So EJ did not take this as the, as the kind, kindness that she was giving him. Um, he took this as you're ashamed of me. You don't want me to go. And that is the alcohol. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Classic manipulation tactic, Mm -hmm. really just turning it. You feel inadequate. So you want them to. To think that you think they are, oh, Jesus. To the, (laughs) like, to a T. Fullest. To a T. Yeah. Anyway, he flew into a complete rage and punched Wanda three times in the face. Oh, no. And when she fell to the ground, he kicked her in the stomach four Mm. times. No stars to speak of for this dude, okay? (laughs) Yeah. And would you believe that she still didn't leave this piece of shit? (laughs) Yeah, I do believe it. I mean. Honestly. I mean, it was. I mean, you see it over and over again. Over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so this abuse would continue over the next several months. It's a trauma love bond. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Because you get get addicted to that, Uh the kindness afterwards. I I read something the other day, sidebar, where it was, um, because I was just reading on like relationships and types of bonds and stuff. And there's like a, um, an obsession bond is what they call it, where you you have periods of extreme trauma and abandonment followed by euphoric reunion. Right. And it becomes like all you can think about is that euphoric reunion. Right. And I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing. It's just. Oh, for sure. It's like an, almost an Oh, addiction. he loves me in those two days where he loves me. Right. And then he hates me again. Absolutely. And that's exactly what was happening here. Um, so that this abuse would continue over the next several months. Um, and then Wanda got a new job. She got a job as a bank teller at like a local branch there in Lubbock in the like mid January of 2000. Um, and it didn't take long for her coworkers to sense something was just like kind of off. Like she would jump whenever the phone would ring. Um, she just, if she saw somebody that kind of resembled her husband, she would like, you know, shift in her chair. It was just odd behavior mm-hmm. for someone, especially a newlywed. I mean, they'd been married less than a year. Um, so one day, Wanda bent over to pick something up and she revealed a huge bruise on her back, like cantaloupe sized bruise on her back. 
and her coworkers sound like bomb ass coworkers really um they rallied around her and convinced her to leave him like it seemed like she was ready she just needed that like nudge you know what i'm saying and especially i'll say this in the south there is a lot of stigma around divorce especially like when you're young and whenever you have like went against your parents wishes and whenever you're in the bible belt and divorce is wrong even when they're abusive you know what i'm saying like those there's a lot of stigma around that and it seemed like she just needed a little nudge to know hey this is not right this is not yeah. okay I, I just need to get out of here um so her coworkers even pitched in to help pay for a hotel room for her to stay in while she figured out like what exactly she was going to do um so later that week she went and met with ezekiel kincaid a local attorney and on february the 28th of 2000 she filed for divorce and filed for a protection from abuse order which is um what a lot of people think of as like a restraining order um and the protection from abuse order was granted that same day and this the protection from abuse order was granted the same day the protection from abuse order put restrictions on how close that he could be to her. Um, he couldn't come within 150 feet of her. The end. JK. Just kidding. Oh, how I wish. Yeah. So the day that EJ was served, he found out where Wanda was staying. Um, he had no job. So like, what else is there to do but track down your soon to be ex-wife? Also small towns. Right. Right where you stay. Right even though I don't want to. So he went to the front desk of the hotel and said that his, quote, stupid wife locked them out of their room. So the clerk gave him just, a key. Just did it. Yeah. Just God bless I mean, America. 2000s, you know. We didn't know. Not even 2000s. We didn't now. know anything. Now. I feel like that would happen now. In small towns, it would 100% happen now. Yeah. I mean, the odds are it's, he probably went to high school with some, or he didn't yeah. make it to high school, but he probably, <laughs> you know what I mean? He was around. EJ was drunk when he was 14. He wasn't That's in high true. school. He wasn't in class. No. Mm-mm. No, he was expelled in eighth grade, so he couldn't. So the clerk gave him the extra key. This was before key cards were all over the place. This was like Bates Motel kind of thing that I was <laughs> thinking of. That's all I could think of. Whenever he got into the room, he just sat there and waited for her to come back from work so he waited there for hours mm. um just sitting there in the dark like a creep he, ej's got time dude ain't got a damn job <laughs> ain't got nothing but time <laughs> ain't got nothing but time so he sat there drained the mini bar obviously oh god that's a bill man dude i mean he ain't Jeez, putting it. those he nuts ain't got a job honey those nuts are like five dollars <laughs> i'm just he ain't saying got a job he ain't worried about bills okay okay you're right. <laughs> he ain't worried. Um, and so around 6 p.m., Wanda re-entered the hotel room, and EJ came out of the dark and attacked her. Mm. Um, this assault was far worse than any of the ones that he had then done the before. the three punches? Yeah. It was worse than that? Oh, oh way worse. Um, when she was interviewed later by the police, she lost count after the 14th blow to her head, which knocked <gasps> her unconscious. Yep. Um, someone below her heard screaming and yelling and thumping and whatever and called the police. Um, and the police found her in her room unconscious and bleeding from the ears and nose. Um, she was rushed to the ER and was immediately put in the ICU where she woke up three days later. Mm. 
Um, she, she woke up. Right. She had um, five broken bones, but they weren't, they didn't specify which ones they were, um, and a concussion, obviously. Um, no, inter- no brain bleed or anything. No, no brain bleed, no internal bleeding or anything like that, but she was, it's I mean, the she, nurse in me that wants to dude, know. She felt like death. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, they look like it too, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. But she was unconscious for three days, so. Mm. Oof. Um, but at this point, people were visiting her, like, left and right. And her best friend, Marianne Worley from high school, found out that she was in the hospital and called her. Um, she lived in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, she had moved there right out of high school. And so she called, I mean, to check on her. Their moms <laughs> were best friends growing up, so that made them best friends. Um, so Marianne flew in to help her recover. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She was going to be in the hospital for a little while, um, at least for the, the rest of that week. And then she didn't want her to be by herself, obviously. Yeah. So she flies in and never leaves her side. Before she left the hospital, the police came to interview her. And she told them the entire story of, you know, her, her and EJ's relationship, how just absolutely toxic it was, all of the abuse all of the breaking into her hotel room and they basically told her that they would have to investigate but there was no hard evidence that ej did this um that it was dark in the hotel room that she probably didn't see him um that they had already talked to the hotel clerk and they didn't know who he was there was what a justice system we have i know i was like you mean there's no evidence i mean this dude was a fumbling idiot that (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There's like definitely sh- evidence. What year was this? 2000. Okay. Yeah. Definitely evidence. So there was no um, no cameras or anything like that. Um, it was basically her word that said, I know for a fact this is my husband. But they basically told her that there was nothing that they could do at this point. Um, but she could go get another protection from abuse order. Because hmm. those worked. That first one worked so well. Worked. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. She just said... 150 feet, bitch. Yep. And it was at that point that they both knew that if Wanda was ever going to be free, it wasn't going to be because of the police. So they came up with a plan. Wanda gets out of the hospital and they rent a place together, her and Mary Andrew. And Wanda calls EJ and says, look, I'm so sorry. You know, let me come home. Is she? No, not again. She says, let me come home. Let, like... Let's try this again. You know, I'll make it up to you. I'm so sorry for all this trouble that I've caused. Blah, 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 blah. The whole thing. The whole thing. And she says, and I want you to meet my best friend from high school. You never got a chance to meet her because she left right after we graduated. Wanda offers to cook everybody this big, huge dinner Mm -hmm. as like a, I'm so sorry. Because dinners have worked out so well up until this point. Mm -hmm. All the the broken china and all this crap. Through the corral against the wall. But whatever so she cooks this huge southern dinner mm. okay and like they pork sit, chops yeah stuff they gravy. sit down to eat and ej notices hey this is kind of weird this tastes weird this i mean usually you're like pretty like a pretty good cook but something's off about this i don't know it's weird he wasn't drunk no he wasn't oh. drunk this is like the first time in their entire relationship he was not of course i know and before you know it, EJ is headfirst into dinner. <laughs> into the pork chops. <laughs> Just <laughs> KO'd in that shit. Oh, my God. 
they put a tarp on the floor beside <gasps> him, push him, wrap him up in a tarp, and stuff him into Wanda's trunk. And then they drive him out to Dunbar National Lake and toss his ass right on in. Okay? <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. None no of regrets. I was about to say, I can't even say it right. <laughs> no. I know None what I was them. trying to say, but None I couldn't get it out. This lake is an hour from there, from where she and EJ live together. So, toss his ass out like an old buoy. Just, <laughs> bye. Splish, splash. Stop. Okay? <laughs> They're gone. Lake day forever. Okay? Ooh. And they drive back like nothing ever happened. So, three weeks later, the police finally come to arrest EJ for violating the protection from abuse order in the very beginning. And... Wanda's like, dude, she ain't worried. She said, I haven't seen him in three weeks. Wanda ain't scared. Also not a lie. Factual information. And because of his sketchy history, the police They're thought just, that whatever. Like he was on the run for beating the shit out of his wife. And he had no family. Had no friends because nobody could stand to be around his ass. <laughs> That's what happens when you're a shitty person. Dude, don't be a shitbag. People mm-hmm. might like you. Matt, look for you if your ass goes missing. His ass is in the in the lake. That's right. Ain't nobody looking for him. <laughs> the police came. The police came to her house one time to serve this warrant and said, "Hey, look, if you see him, let me know." But I mean, it sounds like you got what you wanted. And she's living her best life. She got divorced. Divorced by abstention. They put a publication in the newspaper. She's divorced, free and clear. Gonzo, her and Marianne moved to Texarkana, Texas, and opened up a stand, like a like a roadside stand, and they sell jellies and jams, and they live in their best life. To this day, nobody's ever been charged with the murder of Earl. Hell yeah. Because Earl had to die. April, April Fool's! <laughs> Earl had to die, guys. Earl had to die. Uh, we just wanted to do something kind of fun because we're, we're just so thankful for how well our first episode was received. And we just thank you guys so, so much. All the support has meant the world to us. It's been a lot of um, hard work, mainly for Hannah. But um, also, no, I, appreciate I mean, everything. It's, just, it's just been great. And we really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll see you guys next week. For an actual episode. An actual episode. We're going to be talking about Rennie Jost next week. So and and we, it's one you won't want to miss. It's it's pretty interesting. So For sure. For sure. All right. I'll see you guys later. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast.